I'm going to quietly, since, yeah, before, before people start um, asking questions and so on, um, yeah, just quickly to announce here before we announce it publicly, um, uh, yeah, we have uh, Faisal who is, um, who is joining us as one of the uh, financial analysts um, and we're just working on training him to get used to the program. He has a, uh, he has a, he has a CFA complete charter and he's here to um, get trained up and then, um, and learn how we do things here. So he's just here to uh, assist in the data room structure for all these uh, Monday calls. So I'm going to repeat one more time again. Uh, so Abdiel at Ade or Ken, any questions, just feel free to, um, you know, just pop in in the chat and then we'll, uh, okay, there we go. We have uh, allowed to talk. All right, so how's it going guys? Um, Pretty good. Good, for a Monday. So, so I have a question regarding the data room. So I was looking at the, some of the uh, structure that you have uh, in the data room. They're geared toward. Um, uh, let's 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 take for example the real estate uh, uh, data room structure. Uh, this was more this was more geared toward uh, uh, development projects. So I've seen typical typical things I've seen in that space. Um, uh, is the idea that uh, uh, to expand beyond development, uh, uh, such as uh, maybe having one that focuses on acquisition, maybe syndication, or if not, since we talk about funds all the time, or fund of funds, or have a uh, multifamily funds uh, uh, structure um, somewhat related to uh, the development or constructions uh, current uh, data set you have there. Yeah, that make, that's a reasonable that's a reasonable point because yeah because uh, when we said real estate that's where we're getting set up we just said it for literally just um, the hardest type of uh, real estate project new developments and so yeah that was based on a JV partner that was um, let me see right now yeah so that one was based on the JV partner that executed uh, new developments they also did they also did um, so that associates who the data room was based out of so they also did. Uh, Current developments as well. Uh, we can get examples on those, and I'll tell you what, we're going to get an example on that and add it right after this call based on that. Um, so then, yeah. So I mean, the one thing to to ask yourself is like, um, uh, I guess something to to look at too. We can we can look at is also like the initial people we're going to get that initial uh, feedback from, um, because if it's for example, um, so if it's about the projects and the contracts and so on, then there's a lot of that. But if you're looking to just get like in touch with, like, I guess, get in touch with an investment, like an investment bank to syndicate it that way, uh, regardless of the sector, different things that they require, it doesn't even involve the details in the real estate side. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, basically after the call, I'll get an example for, for value add opportunities or people who are commencing funds so we can get that. And then we can also, you know, try to understand to some of the, who are those initial people we're going to commence the outreach with. Uh, and then just retrofit it around there. Nice. No, that, that makes sense. And then in addition to that, let's say we're doing a fund of fund or a real estate funds. Um, um, in the search engine, because um, I tried to look at a few things just uh, uh, earlier today. Um, when we when we do the output, uh, it does, um, it doesn't pull the criteria. What I mean by that is it, it pulled the uh, contact information, the AUM, uh, maybe past investment, 
But when I put when I put the criteria is uh, in the search engine, if it's semantic uh, and able to uh, pull uh, projected investment, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, uh, Care Real Estate or um, uh, I think the other one is called PitchBook, but they give you yep. a likely scenario, a likely scenario, um, what those firms have invested in the past, but likely in the next nine months or six months, what they've been searching or what they've been looking to invest into. And so we can pull that metrics very easily. Is there a way to do that in the search or are we pulling the data from PitchBook or, or, or Payer or Access? How do we go and, and maybe uh, filter or drill down into mine the data even, even further? Yeah, I like that question. It's one of my favorite questions. So then, yeah, the understanding what people have done based on past experience, um, I think that that's probably best done with, uh, because what, we, what we're basically doing, so I mean, there are a few ways. So first is, and we're going to restructure some of the, the portal to make things uh, more smoother for the clients that are coming on, like next week and so on. But yeah, basically what we like to do first is like have a few, maybe like 12 or so people that, uh, that I reached out to initially. So then we get like, okay, you know, this, this, uh, this investor says this, this syndicator says this, this investment bank says this, this investor says this, so we have a rough idea. And then after that, there's like the, just the data. Um, and so the data just has some people that have already been, have already been vetted and everything. And then from there, the, the engine, as you said, yeah, it finds more people. And so, yeah, because what it does, it looks at us, it gets, so we, we try to understand some key patterns based on keywords. And then the types of keywords that can be associated with our mandates, it's pretty experimental in that sense. Um, the best way would just be to, um, we actually have a tool that is right buried at the bottom that does exactly that. It's, it's still in beta, but it's a tool that, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, so this tool right here. So it does exactly that in terms of trying to understand what is somebody's mandates and then, you know, or what is a potential uh, company's country, the real stage and so on. And then it's supposed to export a CSV or like a list, uh, or just show it here. It's supposed to export a list of you know firms that are supposed to be most likely uh, based on criteria, the deal you enter here. So that's something that we're working on based on historical data. Um, yeah, we're just we're just working over a few you know a few people to make sure that we're going to just send you the data directly and put it on the portal directly so that people can understand what people have done based in the past. Uh, we're we're going through like a process to make sure that the whole thing is GDPR compliant all that like because we have like i mean i think we have like a really large amount of uh, people in there but uh and we just have to do some few checks to make sure you know to make sure we didn't cross any lines but yeah so i'd suggest playing around with here for experimental purposes and um what else here uh, yeah and to taking a look at um i'll circle back yep go on no, okay. I think maybe you're going to talk about the uh, uh, the last piece, which was the PitchBook uh, piece. Uh, are we are we integrated with PitchBook via API, or is the goal here, as we evolve this platform, um, to be more uh, more like PitchBook or better than PitchBook, or maybe maybe uh, congregate yet yeah, congregate uh, the data in a single location on races.com platform, but we're able to do the uh, um, um, on demand or at run uh, report uh, by putting in all those different uh, locations. Yeah, that, that'll be that'll be a pretty good scenario because I mean, yeah, the API integration, like if you just have that, that will save a lot of time and leverage other people's work. But 
Um, just to cut off on, um, you know, just to cut off on some initial expense, like uh, we just sourced our own data from publicly available stuff and then uh, we put it here. Um, so yeah, I think, I think in the long run, honestly, in the long run would be to, um, would be just to have it so that we can be the cheapest person to have agents that can manually raise the capital for people, uh, but to do it at without, like to do that at a very extremely cheap rate. That's pretty much the goal so that we can undercut um, typical investment banking fees uh, on monthly retainers and all that. Um, because, yeah, I mean, historical mandates are one thing, but um, sometimes what's also important that people underestimate too are the new pieces of news that come up um, on new funds that have been created. Because one thing that I notice is even on Crunchbase, I've seen VCs on Crunchbase on really cheap, it's really cheap. And uh, because they've emerged new or like there was a new announcement, um, sometimes like they're actively looking for more deals. Um, and there's some free uh, places that I've seen that, you know, they post their new deals. Um, but a lot of time, the historical action, you're looking at some, you know, some uh, perennial, like some, you know, retirement fund or so on. And, you know, they don't really, like there's so many barriers, so many people in the way and so on. So yeah. um, no, well, what I would do is, yeah. yeah. No, you can finish your thought. I didn't want to cut you off, but. Oh, oh, no worries. Yeah, what I would do is like, I think for quick replies, like the new news is usually like, just based on what I've seen, like I could be wrong, but I've seen new replies, like a new, or sorry, new um, people that have emerged and new funds that have been announced and so on. Those guys are really hot in terms of, you know, replying to inquiries that they don't recognize. Uh, correct. So uh, yeah, I think you just thought, you just showed based on, on what, uh, what I was going to mention. And I think also as part of that too is, um, typically with family offices um, that are funding new funds or new investors, um, if you're bringing the deal or you put them together or whatnot, what I do notice is that uh, they are very, uh, they are very pretty, they are very steadfast on the mandate in terms of um, not, well, in the mandate cycle, what I mean by that is if they only invest in development project and they only invest um, uh, in the last quarter, seg se in the third and fourth quarter of the year, it doesn't matter if the deal is very, very good. They simply don't don't look at it because it's not part of their cycle of investment. And then sometimes they also invest oh, uh, in the uh, in the first in the first quarter of the year because the mandate uh, because the mandate um, uh, only allow them to invest. Uh, in, in, in Q1 and Q2 because the fiscal year, and especially here in the US because of taxes, right? Uh, March 31st is when all corporate taxes are due and you have personal taxes. So they typically try to get their fiscal year start on, on May 1st or June 1st, and then they loop that into their uh, mandate cycle or investment cycle. And so um, I've not quite found anything in the real estate um, side that's actually very clear. Again, I've not used PitchBook at length, uh, which I've heard good things about, but I've not, I've used Pair and Access in the, uh, in the manufacturing and then um, uh, especially uh, airplane leasing or uh, transportation sector. Uh, they're very, they're very bullish into that aspect. And I've seen a lot of good, really good data. Um, I just don't know if there's anything out there yet for real estate. So that's that's where I was going to go with the question here. No, got it. And and yeah, I mean, what's funny is that we found ways, like, I guess through the past, we've used like 
pretty much all these tools that cost more than 15,000 and play evolved them. And uh, there's kind of like, yeah, when it comes to, I think when it comes to the, either the hard money lenders or the family offices, I think that that's where you get the, the hot uh, information. But, um, you know, we like to say we use our own ways to get some new people. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, because, you know, so what you're saying, you're finding is that this, it's really cycle driven. And then you'd like to just understand what are the last, you know, I guess when and what announcements were made in what time so that you can understand when is the best time to strike. Typically, I mean, they're sending term sheets are like, uh, the term sheets are usually like two months, like I've seen, maybe they do differently. I've seen term sheets two months to three months. Um, so I mean, if one can some new people. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, because, you know, so what you're saying, you're finding is that this, it's really cycle driven. And then you'd like to just understand what are the last, you know, I guess when and what announcements were made in what time so that you can understand when is the best time to strike. Typically, I mean, they're sending term sheets are like, uh, the term sheets are usually like two months, like I've seen, maybe they do differently. I've seen term sheets two months to three months. Um, so, I mean, if one can time everything up, um, then that'll make sense, right? Correct. And I'm going to change the gear on you as well. Um, I, there, there are a lot of uh, migrations that have been on last week, but uh, and I also uh, forgot to send you a note. Uh, did you happen to have that uh, uh, closing document with the uh, CPA uh, fee uh, table closing on the fee side of things? The example you are going to share with us. Oh, yes. So then, yeah, thank you for reminding me. So then I was supposed to send that over. Uh, let me see if I can send it right now. I, I can show you right now. I think I already put it on. So then data room, uh, yeah, there's one that's a consultant. So turnkey data room. Actually, just bear with me a bit. Let me just dive into my email again right now. So I'm sure. Just a second. All right. Thanks for the patience. Yeah, so check this out. So I have the um, example agreements. Let me share my screen. Right, can you see my screen? This. Yep. Yeah, so this is, this is essentially it. Like, um, yeah, so this is based on uh, one of our consultants that uh, we used to work with based in New York, um, providing quote unquote advisory services. So yeah, basically, you know, this is one is interesting. So basically what they do, they, this one does a monthly retainer, um, but what the way that they structure it, they make sure that the payments are paid pro rata. So like if a certain transaction is a certain size, um, then they will just keep on asking the person to pay such fees at different points in the transaction so that over time it adds up to that percentage. Um, and the reason why they do that is so that um, and check and make sure you check with the, um, you know, another lawyer. But yeah, the reason why they do that is because it's, um, it makes it seem as if their work is not connected to a potential transaction. In that which case, then the, then the SEC could say, hey, you know, you're unregistered. So then this is just one example to look at. I put this in the, um, in the turnkey data room, but we'll get our security store to add another one. And um, because there are different variations of this. Okay, all right, perfect. 
Uh, I'll take a look at that then. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. So we have, uh, yeah, either Ade or Kenneth, uh, any questions, feel free to unmute or ping us and then, um, then we can assist. Oh, I just I just missed, uh, as soon as I clicked on Kenneth and I saw Ade. Um, yeah, next time I'm just gonna write them down so I can get them in proper order. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, Ken, since we have you, um, what is the question right now? Yes, um, Gail, I think we got an email from your team last week heard that um, for our, um, sh sorry, short page, our tag page that uh, we want to review it today. But I think he said Kurt's off or he's not able to make the okay. call. You know, Kurt's right here. Um, yeah, Kurt's right here. We, uh, so I think um, Kurt managed to actually um, send over some of his review based on, on, uh, on Saturday, I believe. Uh, some of the initial thoughts and then uh, and then sh should we take a deeper dive right now? Well, we got the uh, PPP, but we also had our, um, sorry, name escaping, I'm multitasking here, but we also had our one pager that um, I think we were still waiting to see. Okay, got it. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Kurt, so, so Kurt said I would take the lead on that. So let me take the lead on that right now. So then the yeah because kurt focuses efforts on the pitch deck uh i'll focus my efforts on the one pager because I, I think kurt was mentioning that i have more exposure to that which makes total sense so let me take a look at it right now that's okay and fix any errors yeah i'm looking at it i think it's already on mute okay got it good just making sure i'm still online here yeah so let me go through it right now and make any corrections i would recommend so it could have summary 75 million USD private placements. So this is good. Um, I recommend it. I think I recommended before, we don't really need private placements um, because it, it makes it, in my opinion, it makes it seem as if, uh, you know, as if an investment bank is shopping it around and then, you know, investors would be kind of like, oh, it's probably a broker sending it to me and chasing me. So I, I'd probably like leave this out if that were me. Uh, and for review, let me turn on track changes so that you can track all the changes I make and approve them or, or disapprove them and so on. So I'll do that. So 75 million arch capital fund providing security. So in the subtitle, I'll just, you know, just simply, uh, you know, make it a short one possible. Uh, and I'll uh, just capitalize security and income growth, income growth for its investors, debtors alike. All right. All right, so arch capital. So arch capital is the proper noun of the, uh, of the fund. So then, you know, typically, what we what we don't we, we usually uh, we usually just say what the thing is without including the proper nouns. Uh, that's typically how we do it. Uh, it keeps it shorter, it keeps it to the points. And then here is the introduction of the of the actual company name. Uh, so we'll take a look. So Arch Capital will invest in real estate and real estate backed assets within the United States. The fund will focus primarily on large multifamily, residential, mixed use, and commercial. Uh, mixed use, commercial and sort, yep. Investments restructures, equity or debts include various, various hybrid, hybrids such as participating debts and preferred equity. So tell me if this doesn't seem a bit redundant. So then, cause you mentioned that you'll be structured as equity or debts. Okay, yeah, sure. Like this is like an example of the type of debts and the equity that you would offer. Uh, 
for example. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, think, I think what we're trying to convey here is that um, we, we didn't want to say debt only, we didn't want to say equity only, but uh, when you have equity, you always, always have option to do preferred equity, which also gives you um, uh, a, a hybrid of debt and equity, if you will. Yes. And, 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 and you typically use that when you want, uh, when you want funding to occur in unit structures, uh, in structures such as on a $100 million fund, you may want an investor to bring in, an investor may want to bring in 10 million, but instead of having a three, five year lockup period, you say, well, okay, well, I would put in 10 million, but I would like to withdraw the money within two years. And that's possible when you do a preferred, uh, when you do a preferred uh, uh, slice into the capital stack. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're looking for a lead. Active, okay, active to entirely develop those states. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so then that's that's interesting because it makes sense because when you say the fund will employ, whenever you see things like this, then then yeah, then the team, then then they'll start looking at its team. So then, so then that's good. Um, the performer estimates that fund yeah will generate a first year yield to investors of just over uh, sixteen. Yeah, I like this because like it's not it's not too. Um, you know, it's it's it looks reasonable. It doesn't look too you know scary or anything, um, because you know the mid teens is fine. Because you, you know sometimes when you get on these, you see some of these, um, you know, you see some of these uh, teasers and so on. There was another debt fund we we're working on. We saw something over twenty percent of a debt fund, and then you know typically like we we just like seeing things like this. Just kind of you know it's not something that is uh, a fairy tale or anything. So this is an, an okay figure to start with. Uh, Arch Capital Credit as OIs and offers. Um, I just say offers. Um, I just say offers uh, on acquisitions and debt because I mean the reason why I would say offers it looks more it looks more you know aggressive and um, you know whenever whenever somebody says LOI you know it's, it's not really anything serious. Uh, acquisitions and debt fund within the core targeted industries of real estate mixed use in an excess of subject. Subject to successful capital to um, to that. I don't know if I would add this. I actually don't know because yeah, I mean, so you're saying that that they have you have options on this. I mean, yeah, it's subject to that, but I mean, it makes it sound as if like there's zero dollars raised or there, you know, that it's like because if I'm reading this and I'm skeptical, I'll say, hey, so. Do you not think it will be successful here? So I just personally, uh, I just personally just keep it like that. Um, what else here? Okay. So team managing, yeah, okay, there we go. Team managing partner, managers, more of this real estate. Okay, one more thing. So offers on acquisitions and debt funding within the core targeted industries of real estate and mixed use commercial. Uh, yeah, those are industries, yeah, real estate. There's something about this, this is a small thing on sentence, but I don't know what it is. Um, about this? Real estate? Yeah, I put the noun before the, before the descriptor, you know, it makes it, people just see, oh, well, this and this. Uh, so, here we go. Abdel, managing partner. All right, that's the title. 
this is just small stuff, but so managing partner is experienced investor uh, invested on both. Yeah, because I remember that initial call I had with you. You, you, you do have, you have invested in these properties like, and that was a big part of how you got into this business. And so that's something to really kind of herald here and be proud of. So managing is, is uh, an experience. Managing partner. Sorry. Experienced investor. How about, how about this? How about real estate? That's invested on both sides as an equity partner. And a general partner. Yeah, you already say it. You already say this. Yeah, you already say this. Yeah. That's commercial real estate project. It also runs capital the capital placement. Yeah. Okay. So anything you could say about so anything you could say here about um, about transactional history too um, because I remember we were, when we were talking like I think it was a month ago you, you said that you you worked on you, you had several like it wasn't it wasn't in the tens of millions but you had several in and if it's if it's if it's something worth saying we can say it here but if it's not then maybe not but I no, remember no, that. no I think yeah I I think what I was conveying here is that. Uh, you know, combine smaller stuff and larger stuff, transaction, whether it's uh, helping secure debt, capital, or uh, uh, exiting, um, then uh, that's what the 25 million up uh, is, 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 is combined from my side. And then, Got um, it. and then, so it kind of combine everything is the one, I mean, this is the last seven years of projects that I've transacted. And then, um, I like that word transacted. I think we need to include that. It looks more so invested. Okay, we use invested. Investor who has invested. How about this investor who has transacted? Yeah. How does that sound? Yep. Okay, got it. So it took a package after 20 years with JP Morgan. Uh, I'm just going to, any word above 10, we, we put in uh, decimals. JP Morgan Chase was vice president. This is fantastic. Uh, so it took a package after 20 years. Yeah. Or, or do you want to say that retired from JP Morgan? Or you want to say, Hmm. Retired is an interesting word. Like, well, it's an interesting word. Perhaps, like, like I mean, the word retire. Cool. I mean, tell me what you think. It brings it brings an air of you know seniority, experience, and so on. But then we also want to convey that you know that um, I think we want to convey that there's still like, a lot of activity in play. Um, yeah. So it's kind so, of a, yeah. You could say he spent his like something like, you know, he spent his tenure, or he spent his career, like he spent his, you know, after twenty, after, you know, he spent a career at, you know, something like that, uh, because then it doesn't like then we don't know. It's like oh, retired? Is he doing anything? Is he an advisory or is he in a passive role? So just anything right. to make it seem and, and obviously people are shallow. So as soon as you see this, then 
and this is fantastic. So people are shallow, so they like seeing this. Um, so, so I just do something like, um, so um, to, to piggyback on that, um, I think I'm in the same situation. Um, I have buyers, you know, 20, 30, 40, $50 million, you know, looking in North Carolina, Georgia, um, Texas, matter of fact, um, looking for something in Houston right now. Um, they're not afraid of the prevailing cap rate as long as it's a good deal. Uh, B, B plus, A minus uh, neighborhood, you know, building built after prefer preferably 2000, we'll go into the 1990s. Um, and, you know, I've got two foreign buyers, and I've got uh, three US buyers. You know, like coming from the investment side, I have a lot of investors that are looking for deals. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, these are, these are the things that we want to, um, we want to sell, we want to oversell, um, because obviously, I mean, obviously you've been in the business quite some time and you've done things, you've done. So let's uh, put that uh, front and center. Um, so you have you have multiple buyers and then more than what was the a multi got it. Why have I don't know if this serves you justice, or maybe we say um uh, right. Like value add, and I've, I've closed other deals with these guys one for 36 million, one for 26 million. You know, uh, secondary markets, tertiary markets seem to be um, where you can find some decent cap rates, like five, maybe six. Um, specifically looking for something right now in Houston. Um, so we know the cap rates are low down there. Um, and so you know, generally what they don't want to do is get in the best and final, you know, they, you know, so my journey experience, like looking for off-market deals, um, these guys definitely have money and definitely have proof of funds. And so, you know, with the XP, I'm just looking now to see what kind of multifamily property deals that I'm able to find for these particular buyers. Got it. But they do close, and I've closed with them before. Fantastic. Yeah, that's what he wants. That's fantastic. So Kenneth closed yeah. over. Uh, let's just say over. We can add more as we need, but uh, in multifamily. In so after, after, say again. No, I was going to say, are you only saying secondary market or primary markets? I would, would just, honestly, I think we should probably just say, um, focus on the assets mm -hmm. for multifamily. So these are more uh, value add opportunities, right? Yeah. 
You know, emphasizing this, and obviously those initial discussions, you were able to cut through. In my opinion, I think you cut through off the um, the the walls that are built up, because whenever there are licenses, the experience, I think this is really a good highlight. Um, exits, so investors may be redeemed at the option of the fund. Interesting. After two years, and investors may be redeemed at the request of the investor. After five years, or at a time, this is, so this is interesting. Um, I want to emphasize here is we're able to do that because we're doing a mixture of, let's say we have we have seventy five billion dollars, we could do five deals, and we do we also bring the debt. So we really we really provide both the secured side of the transaction as well as the uh, uh, multi equity multiple, which is the upside of the transaction. Oh, got it. So that's why it's, it's more flexible there. Do you think that's... I'm, I'm wondering if we should even... Um, I'm honestly wondering if we should, we should put this in the pitch deck, to be honest, because... Yeah, because uh, what, what I think what I think would make sense, too, is if we can put that in the, in the, in the, in the pitch deck as in most we have that in detail in our presentation or our, so the, uh, our business plan or uh, presentation to the investors. But when you look at most investors or syndication fund, they seek to leverage between 75 to 80%. Mm. By having this hybrid model, we're only going to transact uh, leverage between 65 to 70%. Oh, okay. That's a good lower. So, so, so the return of the multiple is is uh, um, our strategy, our exit strategy is uh, stronger than most. Yeah, because you're not you're not over you're not over levered there. You have some more space on the table for the equity people to come in. So then you say so here you say yield eighteen and here you say yield sixteen. So which one should we put here? What we are trying to say here, what we are trying to say here is, um, the, for the 16, we said net over over 16% net IIR, because most most syndicators or fund they tell you oh, we're getting 8% IIR, but what they don't talk about is net IIR. So oh. otherwise, we could say 20% if we wanted to, right? So, but I think 16 is good. It's 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 a, if you say over. 16% net IR is very strong. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the yield, when we say 18%, um, so if you take into account the 2% performance fee, because mm -hmm. um, uh, we don't get paid until after investors are paid, 
that's where the eighteen percent comes into play. Got it. So then that's including the fee. That makes sense. And then yeah. um, United States. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe it's best to just leave it because honestly, on the call, then we'll clarify that or on the deck, and then the rest is just you know the, the components on well, the side. What, yeah. What what I've seen in the past or in calls that I've been with other partners, um, with family office, they tend to gravitate toward the left margin, but also those numbers speak volume. Because as soon as they see it, they're gonna look for other patterns. And if they do see that, I think it's a conversation more than anything. Because obviously, yeah. the deal the deal we're seeking are going to be 20, 22 percent, 23 percent. But we can't say that, and we're never going to say that. We would rather outperform versus underperform. Oh yeah, no, you have to. Yeah, because I mean. When yeah, when an associates and another firm was was raising for a debt fund, they said twenty something percent, and then the person just said, "Hey, you know what are you talking about?" They were just sometimes a joke. All right, so then tell you what. Then this this is a, I think this is a good start to commence, and then um, I'll send this document uh, yeah via the support, and then um, yeah, I just say here I here I look at saying in the footer I look at saying you know this is intended for. Um, this is intended for a credit and like based on the reg. So are you doing a reg D or a reg A plus or? Reg D. Well, no, this 75 is a uh, reg D, right? Red. Yeah. So, no, uh, reg A. So, 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 so here's the dilemma. Here's uh, what we come to conclusion about. So we're doing, we're going to do, we're actually launching two funds at the same time. We're using mm -hmm. the reg D for equity investors only, which will be a hundred million dollars. And then we're using a reg A which is the same structure, which is $75 million. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're catering to two different, uh, to, to different uh, uh, group of investors. Um, uh, the, the, the benefit of the Reg A, it allows us to uh, move um, with no limitation in terms of, uh, except for um, uh, the raise limitation, which is 75 million. But the Reg A, the, the benefit of the Reg A as well, we have multiple, even greater uh, exit strategy. As in, if we if we outperform and we wanted to sell off the portfolio as a micro IPO or sell it to another REIT, we can actually we can actually do a cross uh, uh, what they call it a cross trading on the back end, basically sell off the asset on paper, basically, and then return the investors' capital, um, or negotiate a residual. Any way possible, we can, we, you can do that with a Reg A. With a Reg D, once you exit, you exit. But also with a Reg D, uh, Reg A versus Reg D, for the Reg A, um, uh, it's going to take longer. It's going to take about two to three months to get uh, registration to clear before we can launch on a crowdfunding platform. So while we're doing that on, in tandem, we're also talking to uh, other investors on the Reg D side and then try to launch um, as we go, because we can start moving and laying the groundwork. Um, but different different exit strategy, if you will. Got it. And yeah, I mean, and, and I suggest we have some associates. So yeah, when this is ready to go out, we have some associates. We'll connect you with uh, Clem and some associates. They do these deals all the time. Um, and they have the manpower to handle these. Um, so I, I'd look, take a look at them. We got 200,000 in working capital for somebody who's doing an IT acquisition of 70 million and 
the 200,000 close in, the, in preparation that closed last week. So uh, yeah, so that one, that one is a good target to commence with. And then, um, and yeah, we're getting some more uh, people on public markets who may be able to assist with the Reg A. So we can come back to that too, but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited for those two strategies in tandem. All right. So I think, um, so I'll send this over and I think Adi, so I think uh, Adi had a, a comment as well. Let me allow you to talk. Sorry about the weights. Hello, Adi. Hey, hi guys. How are you doing today? Uh, good. The weather is great, so I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, I just to make a comment before I go to my comment about uh, um, Kenneth's um, experience. Uh, oh. I think we need to, yeah, and I think you need to differentiate between uh, whether he worked as a VP for 20 years or whether he left as a VP. Because what's the, 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 what you have there right now is more or less connoting that he, he worked there as a VP. So you just need to clarify from him whether he was at a VP for 20 years or he left as a VP. Left as a, left as a, left as a VP. Yeah. Yeah. Very, thank you. Uh, that's, that's not a joke. So then, uh, yeah, after 20 years, Jake Morgan. Uh, no worries. We're all in this together. <laughs> yeah, that's why the group calls it. Sometimes the group call structure helps for this reason. So, yeah, I spent the last 10 years as a vice president. Yeah, okay, that's great. Yeah. That's still pretty good. Like, maybe we can just say, um, and 10 years, and. I'm curious, was it. I'm curious of the entire title. Was it. Um, some some subsector of some part of real estate. I'm curious on the title here. No, I, I wouldn't put it there. I was uh, my first ten years was with the private bank and on the investment side. Then I went to uh, global infrastructure. So I think uh, so I would just put as ten years as a vice president. Yeah, Got I, it. I, I wouldn't tie it specifically into um, real estate or investment because the last ten years was out of the private bank. And the mutual fund that Chase had before. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's a different animal there. So after 20 and 10 years, it's different. All right. I'm really happy with this. I think this can get, I think, this, I think, I think this can get some good results. Uh, and something like this in the email with combining something here. And then I think we can, we can get some uh, good results. Um, yeah. So I, I say like to, um, Again, yeah, to introduce to a few parties like uh, Clem, probably Cambridge Wilkinson, get this out and uh, and just push, push, push. I think you can get some good results. And so, um, and yeah, Abdul, I, I believe you you actually raised your hand much earlier. Uh, so I believe was, was there another inquiry there? No, no, I think um, no, that makes sense. Uh, I don't have any question. Sorry, no, Abdul. Uh, I meant to say Ade. I mix up the two names. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, yeah, well, um, the fundraising has been rough, I would say. But uh, I know I, I know we're in the early stages, so um, I'm still encouraged. Uh, most of the outreach has been more or less saying, oh, 
we are not really interested. Um, some that give a, a bit more detailed feedbacks, more or less, they invest in something like uh, what uh, Kenneth Adele and Adele are putting together, something in the hundreds of millions of dollars that uh, our fund is pretty small in terms of 12, um, 12.5 million. Uh, but on the, on the positive side, um, we're able to secure, I'll say secure because more or less signing the SBA probably next week, um, two properties in Edmonton. Uh, okay. A 15 unit uh, multifamily and uh, a 46 unit multifamily both in Edmonton. Uh, so in that regard, we try to more or less um, make our strategy a bit flexible in terms of people that are interested in investing, co-investing in the property rather than investing in the fund. And those that are interested in investing in the fund and diversify their, their risk. And those that just choose, okay, I'd rather co-invest in the fund more or less like a syndication kind of um, arrangement. So that's the strategy we're trying to employ to ensure that we close as soon as we can. If it's just probably close in the next three months, at least, uh, we want to get that ball rolling. Got it. So, okay, so you're saying, so then there are two pieces here. So then you're saying the, so then the, you're getting some rebuttals because one of the rebuttals is because of the fund size, I, I yeah. think. And then another one is because of, uh, the ability to, so the fact that they want to invest in the fund versus just co-investing in the in deal directly, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Got yeah, it. I spoke so to then the 40, so, go on. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask, so then the 40-something units, how much does that translate over in dollars? Uh, the 40, um, that's about, equity raises us, the equity rate is just about 1.8. The total asks is uh, one, um, about 6 million okay, Canadian dollars. Yeah. Got it. And then what were you thinking about the family office there? Yeah, um, a family office actually, one of the um, principals of the family office actually told me that, that some of, they might, you know, want to invest in the in the in the property instead of investing in the fund, and that should consider it. Of course, I'm considering, but I told them what we're trying to do, and we could accommodate that as well. Yeah, like um, yeah, I remember when I was selling a solar fund back in uh, like another another firm. Uh, I was selling this solar deal. I kept on getting these same things. I was keep on getting, we had, we had several investors and then they were willing to put money in if they had control over the entire thing. Mm. So uh, it became more of like them co being a co-acquirer. So yeah, that, that was something that we saw a lot. So then is this something, so I guess two things. One is uh, increasing the fund size. Is that something that is a, is a possibility or would you rather fix it? And two is, um, you know, the 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 co-investing. Uh, would you focus on one deal at a time at the at the the size I mentioned and um, focus your efforts there, or would it be continuing on the fund? Um, both strategy will be employed. So if you have got an investor that is interested in investing in the fund, because the fund will keep investing in any of those uh, properties, any of those co-investment opportunities. So whether an investor is interested in investing in the fund, that's great. 
if it's just to look at a particular property and say, okay, this is where I want to invest, and that's great as well. But the fund was always a part, more or less, um, the driver of that um, transaction. No, got it. Yeah, so then the, so, so because you're doing both simultaneously, one thing I'd look at too is, um, you know, something that works okay, really well. Sorry, let, let me cut in, sorry to cut in. Let me just make something clear. We're going out of the fund, but depending on the feedback that we're getting from, you know, the body language from whoever we're talking to, then we say, okay, we we'll accommodate that. But we're going out as a fund, not as a syndicator. No, we're not going out as a syndicator, but as a fund. But if the pushback is saying, I'd rather invest in it, okay, we we'll accommodate that if, it's, if it comes to that. Got it. So then, yeah. So you're saying that you're you're flexible to the uh, rebuttals, but then you're 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 going to send out a certain amount of inquiries based on the the current fund structure you have set up, right? Yeah, the rebuttal that we got is uh, mainly on the uh, the big boys are saying, okay, we rather invest something that's hundreds of millions of dollars, not it's so it's pretty small from the for, for for the appetite, but you know. Um, for us, of course, it could go up, but I think right now we'll probably do 20 to 25. I mean, if we have somebody that could help us write that, that kind of check. We try to keep it simple, keep it small, because uh, we don't want to go out and not close. Mm. All right, I could exactly. do 100, I could do 150, I could do all that, but what's the point of going to the market if you don't close? So rather start with something small than okay, what's case we're gonna close this? So uh, next one, then we could do something bigger, maybe 50 or maybe 100, but we want to go out uh, something that is more or less manageable, something that we can, we can close. Got it. So then, yeah, so then I think after, so after a certain amount of, uh, I don't know how many were sent out, I'm, I'm gonna assume probably um, probably 80 inquiries or 80 teasers. So I'd say like after a certain amount, um, because we have to get, because once we have to get information that is kind of statistically consistent. So and if it's like after, let's say, um, you know, I think actually the amount that you sent is probably fine. It's probably an indication of what you want to continue to get. Like smaller check sizes. So how about smaller check sizes? What, um, I guess of the people we reached, we reached out to, uh, do any of them do smaller check sizes or any of them smaller investors? And what's the response different compared to the larger family offices and so on? Well, the 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 feedback I got in terms of whether I invest in the fund was actually from a, well, a smaller um, check oh. sizes. Um, so the family office is actually based in, in Toronto. They've got uh, ties with uh, in the Middle East. And so... And that's what the feedback I got. Like, even if the fund, if the family office invests in the fund, they might be able to bring some, you know, family and friends to the fund, but they rather invest in the property rather than invest in the fund. For the big boys, it's just pure, we don't do that. So it's too small for us. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say definitely the, the smaller check size and, and maybe even like doubling down on the small smaller check sizes um uh and then yeah i think we can probably just take a step back from those larger people immediately and just focus purely on smaller check sizes um and what else here 
So then the one-off acquisitions, who, who has had the most, so who do you have the most success with in the conversations for the one-off acquisitions? Uh, I think it's the family office um, in Toronto. Interesting. No, oh, got it. Okay, so then, yeah. So then I think um, we're getting, we have a lot of data um, and a lot of context. Would it make sense to discuss with one of these, uh, there's one of these investment banks that they look at uh, 25 million and above uh, to assist alongside you. They can take Canadian companies. Uh, they're a bit, it's Cambridge Wilkinson. They can, they can take a look at it and then see if they can help push it. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm open to that, but what's the, what's the, what's like fee like because uh, it, the fee has to be reasonable. Yeah, I think they do. So, I mean, I think they can be, they can do, um, for equity, I think it's six percent on the back end, uh, six to five percent. Okay, um, I think um, yeah. I yeah, we, we, we can look at that. Got it. Oh, great. Yeah, so let's, yeah. Let's play, let's play a bit of that and then get some more context in the smaller check sizes and then um, and then just can continue going from there. And then because the and I guess last question here, are you, so are you advancing towards the, the call or is it just uh, before any call? Is it just like the email that they're saying uh, no or yes or no? Uh, well, is the email, uh, the the family office we had, we had about, I think one hour chat on, on last week, Thursday, uh, was actually on LinkedIn that uh, reached out through the VA and we got talking and, most of the emails outreach has not been uh, that um, encouraging, you know, but most of the feedback I've gotten and the people I've spoken to has been via uh, the VA through, I mean, on LinkedIn, uh, people I reach out to on LinkedIn. Um, I actually had another family office that I'm supposed to get back to in uh, August because they're just transitioning from they're just doing some transition right now, so they can't really look at any deal, but they still look at it, they are interested, but that'll be in, in August. Okay, got it. No, got it, thanks for the report. Yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll send over some, uh, you know, one of the IBs I can take a look in, as well as obviously just getting more contacts on the small check size and take it from there, just keep on pushing. Yeah, appreciate that. All right. Yeah, I was, um... I was going to, to bring a comment real quick here on Adi, um, um, I think you and I talked offline sometime last week. Yeah, yeah, but, um, I'm there, yeah. Um, um, the size, I think the size for, um, I don't know what constitutes, an, I don't know what constitutes a, 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 a investor in Canada, but the size seems like here in the U.S. would cater more towards Accredited investors or sophisticated yeah. investors, and mm -hmm. so, uh, and so, a um, couple of things that have worked in the past is uh, is uh, working with. Uh, uh, I, my experience has been, I think, one of the largest deal we did uh, as a as a GP was around first largest deal was around eighteen million, and um, what we ended up doing is there was a family office who came in and. The minimum, the minimum uh, investment criteria was five million, and they wrote a six million dollar check, 
and we offer them, uh, we offer to create a separate class of share. Okay. So, so like other investors may have 50K or whatnot, and then that also allows them, they wanted control, but we didn't give them control. We said, hey, listen, if you, if you want to invest with us, we'll create a separate class of shares while everybody else is receiving 8% or 7% PREF, we are going mm-hmm. to give you 10% PREF with no participation on the upside. Oh. And they, and they, and they took it with wow. zero management fee, with zero management fee. So I think there's a lot of other ways you can negotiate that. But if a, if a family office said, okay, well, we want to take control of the deal, that's perfect. Uh, as long as you retain 33, 34% of the deal on the capital mm-hmm. stack, what that means is you can still do that, but they would be signing on, they would be signing on, they would be signing off of the loan. They would be guaranteeing the loan. They would, mm-hmm. they would for all of those while you still maintain 30%, 33% of the deal. Remember, you can always run two funds in parallel. And I think as a small shop, the larger your deal is, nobody cares who is signing the guarantee paper on the back end. But yeah. By associating yourself with that, I think it could create more credibility uh, mm. with other family offices because now your co-investment partner is XYZ. So I've seen that works very, very well. And I think that's part of why we, 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 we took this uh, hybrid approach to offer both, uh, but uh, we would partner on the capital stack. And then you can always create as many class of shares that you want to create as long as they can provide a mini, what they call a uh, sliding scale. If a family office, yeah. okay, well, my minimum investment is 50 million, that's great. That's not a problem at all. We can create a separate class of shares for you and you will be the co-investment uh, partner, but would you also be signing off of the loan? Because you will have, you need someone with a balance sheet to, to, to be the loan guarantor or the key principal. And if they said yes, that in itself, just open up a hundredfold more opportunity for you, for, for you. Because then the world, if you perform really, really well, then they will give you more control as you go. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I appreciate that. Thank you. No, I think that's a, that's a really smart idea because, yeah, you're, at the end of the day, you're leveraging somebody else's name to be able to break down all these barriers. And then yeah. it will help because obviously, obviously it's an introduction thing. So, I mean, you know, people are, just mentioning somebody's name that's already in, inside of the situation, inside of the deal, um, then you're not going to get any, oh, it's not my mandate emails. You're going to actually get responses. So, I mean, that's another thing yeah. to, to consider. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the market, the market is tough. It's just a matter of, like, I guess it's just, if it balances out with what the end goal is, then, you know, then hopefully that, that will work. So, um, yeah, let me... Uh, let me sign off. I think this has been a, a good one. Everyone seems to have everything here. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to, so next steps, I'm going to send uh, Abdiel and Ken the documents. Uh, I'm going to send Ade uh, some names as well and some uh, you know additional information based on the campaign. And then we'll just continue to work and go from there. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you.